Welcome to the Geek and I podcast. My name is John. Glad you could join us this week. Good afternoon, Jeffrey. How are you, sir? Hey, guys. How's it going, man? So this week, we have a special guest. Would you uh, Would you like to introduce... Oh, yes. Man, check this out. This dude's really killer. When people hear his name, people think about Kung Fu Fighting. Not the song, that from Kung Fu Fighting. Let's welcome to the show our few guests, Harry Moth. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Good. Hi, everybody. How are you today? Thanks for being with us today. Appreciate your time, sir. My pleasure. So, uh, w- Let's uh, let's kick things off with um, a quick little rundown of the resume. And you know, I'm I like to troll uh, IMDb, and one of the first things that pops up on IMDb is is from one of my favorite movies, possibly of all time. And I think you know where I'm going. Um, it, from Rambo: First Blood Part Two. There you have it. Now, uh, how how did you get involved with that? Were you just a you know just a stuntman in the industry at the time? Because I know it also says you're a writer, producer, director, um, actor, and stuntman. So w- w- was that um, specifically part of your stuntman years? Yeah, you know, how, an interesting story how that all came about. You know, and it. it Basically, throughout the years, you know, I, I ended up becoming an award-winning director, award-winning producer, award-winning writer, and award-winning actor. And so what has happened is, regarding Ramble 2, uh, I was, uh, the year prior, I'd worked on Uncommon Valor with Gene Hackman. And, uh, and that's the year that I had met Eric Lee, you know, the king of kata. And uh, I've known... Eric, I've seen him on all the magazines and everything. And, and for some reason, we just, we hit it off. We just hit it off and, you know, and we, that, that following year, 84, uh, he had asked me, he said, Hey, you, you want to go to Mexico city with me? I have a seminar I need to do there. And I said, well, God, I've never been to Mexico before. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. So we, we flew out to Mexico city, landed, got a hotel room. <laughs> And then he realized that he came a week early. <laughs> so we're like, well, Eric, well, I, we just hang out. And he goes, well, hey, wait a minute. Rambo 2 is being filmed in Acapulco right now. Let's fly over there and hustle a job. I said, yeah, let's do that. Probably a lot of the same stunt guys from Uncommon Valor the year prior. So sure enough, we got out there, got out to the set. You know, it, it was quite a journey, by the way. And uh, we met the stunt coordinator. The stunt coordinator had told us, he goes, yeah, you guys are, hey, that's, I could use you guys, you know, to play the Viet Cong soldiers, right? And, and being stunt guys. He goes, yeah, I could definitely use you, use you guys. But what happened was uh, several days ago, there was a storm that came through and blew down the sets and everything. And they're rebuilding them right now. So if you could just hang around, you know, and, and wait until they get things back up, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put you right on. And so uh, Eric says, well, why don't you stay here? I'll go back to Mexico City, do my seminar, and I'll come back. I said, sure. So they set us up at the Acapulco Plaza Hotel, which was back then a five-star rest, 
a five-star hotel and uh, I, I was only paying $23 a night. I was like, yeah, that, that'll work. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I just hung out, you know, and, and meeting people, met the producers and the director, George Cusmatos. And, um, and then I remember one day I, I just happened to have my, some of my photos with me and I heard that they were editing at the hotel. So I, I went upstairs and I, I found the editor and the editor was Richard Halsey, who won the Academy Award for editing Rocky one. So I was, I was like, Hey, how are you? You know? And, and uh, he goes, hey, what are you doing, working on a show? And I said, oh, no, I'm trying to get on the show. And I showed him my photos and everything. And he was, like, so blown away that he said, hey, he goes, why don't you show these to Sly? He'll hire you right on the spot. I know he will. And I said, well, you know, I, I mean, how do you get to him? Because he had three, four bodyguards around him all the time, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, and plus, you know, I was just waiting around, waiting for them to build things back up again. And... And he says, well, hey, listen, I'm, I got to go down and see him. Why don't you come up, catch a ride with me on a, in a cab and we'll go down and, and I'll introduce you to slide it. And I said, sure, why not? <laughs> and uh, so we went down to the uh, set because they were fil filming interiors, okay? So we went down to the set where they were filming interiors. And he says, wait right here and I'll, 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 I'll call for you. So I'm hanging out, you know, and then, I'm at the, where they're filming interiors, and then out comes the door, George Cosmatos, you know? He goes, hey, he goes, how is you? And I said, oh, good, good. And I, was, I start showing him some of my photos, and he goes, wow, these are great, you know? And then the stunt coordinator came up, and, and, and George says to um, the stunt coordinator, he says, hey, he goes, look at this, man. This is, these are pretty, really nice. He goes, could you use anything like this in this film? And, and he said, well, you know, I mean, the move, film moves really fast. He goes, I, I don't know if we could set up some of these things, you know, but but I definitely want to use you, you know, and I, I'm not sure when they're going to be done with building the sets and all finished putting the sets back up. And he says, he goes, you know, I, I don't want you to just hang around here for nothing. You know, I mean, why don't you, why don't you leave your information back at the production office and, and head back home and then, and when we're ready, I'll fly you back out. And at that point, I all I could say is I, I well, okay, well, all right, sure. And I'm thinking to myself, well, gosh, that ain't going to happen. I, I didn't think it was going to happen. So you know, an hour had gone by and I was, uh, I thought, well, shoot, maybe I should just, I hadn't seen Richard and I thought, well, maybe I should head back and just do that, you know, leave my information there. So as I started to head out to catch a cab, I hear someone call my name and I turn around, and I see it's Richard and he says, come here, come so I go over there, you know, and he knocks on the motor. Sly was in a big motor home. He knocks on the door. Sly opens it up the door. And he's, Richard says, this is the guy I was telling you about. And Sly looks at me and he says, wow, come on, come on in. You know, so I go into his motor home. And I kid, I kid you not, I wasn't in there for no more than a few minutes. And he was looking at my photos. And he says, I want to use you. I want you to double some kicks for me. And I was like, sure, no problem. And so we, we're hanging out, talking about everything and anything. And mutual friends and stuff. And, and he really, you know, it was a, it was so cool because here I am in my twenties sitting right across from Stallone, like, you know, two, three feet across from Stallone, just him and I sitting in this motorhome chatting away. And I was like, wow, how as cool as this? And then he goes to tell me about, you know, certain people that were, that we knew and everything. And he says, he goes on, he says, 
he goes, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on Rocky one. I'm in the ring and we're doing our fighting and everything. Coordinator, uh, is telling me, no, you can't do that. You, you, that's not how it's done. And Sly say, bullshit, this, this, this is how I'm going to do it. He goes, yeah, but that's not how they do it. He goes, well, it's how I'm going to do it. And so he goes on to say, he goes, I hate people that think they know everything, you know? And then he goes on to say, he says, he says, always remember this. He goes, do what you feel because what you feel comes from your heart. And if anybody else ever tells you any different, you tell them to go F themselves. And I told, I told you so. And I was like, I'm sitting there like, it was like words from God coming down. <laughs> What, it was, what is it? What does it mean awesome. when when you say double some kicks? What is that? What double is that? Kicks. That that means he they were gonna dress me up with long hair and and the same getup as Stallone, right? As Rambo, and then I would be throwing kicks, and they would you know they will catch me face on you know, but they'd catch me from the back and everything because my physique was still built. I had a good physique, uh, enough to match his physique. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, yeah, so I'd be doing some crazy kicks and stuff, you know, and uh, and maybe d basically double double Stallone. Let me ask you this, Harry. When you hang out with Stallone, did he give you a piece of advice that you still cling on today about? That's one thing that's helped your person spiritually, emotionally. And actually, her wise. That that what he what he told me. Believe, do what you feel because what you feel comes from your heart. And if anybody ever tells you any different, you tell them to go. Mm. And you tell them, I told you so. That I used throughout my career. I'm looking looking at the um, at your IMDb again. Um, I notice on here that it is under producer. Mm -hmm. It has animal crackers. Is that the is that the animal crackers that that everybody is raving about on Netflix? Absolutely. How do you how do you get involved? How did you get involved in that? Well, yeah, here well here's another uh, uh, wonderful story. Um, back in the early '90s, I used to produce at Atari Games, and and one of my buddies who was doing a game that I was actually in his game that he was producing was Scott Saba, who I met at Atari. And so we became, you know, we became great friends and um, I helped him on his game and I became one of the characters in his game and I was producing a game and uh, he, he ended up uh, leaving Atari and moved to Los Angeles to start getting into animation. And so we, so we stayed friends and I, and as he went to Hollywood, cause I already had experience there. I was helping to mentor him in that sense, to learn more about, you know, filmmaking and, and how Hollywood works, so on and so forth. And, uh, we, we, we stayed friends all these years. Right. So one year there was a year when I was. Uh, I was producing for No Limit Films. I was producing and directing for Master P, his music videos, right? And so we would, he, he, Master P loved the work that we did for him. And then he wanted to do a Master P doll. So I ended up 
setting that up and having Master P dolls made out of China sent to the U.S. And they said, hey, we, I need a commercial for this. So I thought, well, how cool would it be to do an animated commercial, right, with the Master P doll? And so uh, first person I called was Scott Sava. And I said, Scott, I said, man, I, I need to make a, a, a animated commercial, you know, for this Master Pete doll, 30 seconds. And, and I have, I'm very specific with the budget, what I had to do it with. And he says, well, you know, Harry, uh, uh, in Hollywood standards today, back then, right? In, in the, in the later nineties, Scott says, you know, uh, animation costs $10,000 a second. And I'm like, oh, shoot, <laughs> I, I don't have that $10,000 a second. That's 300 grand. I don't have 300 grand in my budget to do this commercial. What I have is I, I had like about, what was it about? About 25 grand that I could pay him. And Scott was like, you know, he says, I can make that happen. I said, really? He says, yeah, because what I've been doing these so past several years is online, and this is in the 90s, mind you, I've been approached by people around the globe from third world, third world countries asking me to teach them how to do animation, you know, how to model, how to shape, how to animate, you know? And so Scott, out of the, literally out of the kindness of his heart, he was teaching these people how to do all this stuff. And they ended up becoming actually really good. And he says, I can make this happen because I could have this guy in a, this third world country who I taught how to model who became really good. I just pay him a couple hundred bucks and he's happy because a couple hundred bucks to him is like, you know, a couple grand or more, you know, from a third world country, right? Maybe even more than that. So what Scott did was he started having all these guys build these elements for me. And then he would take it and he would do the finishing touches and animate, animate them and everything. So I, we actually was able to do this 30 second commercial. And I think, I think the bu total budget on it would might've been like about, about 40, 50 grand somewhere But anyhow, um, uh, what, uh, something that was really cool that happened, and I'm glad I was able to make it happen for Scott, was that during that time, uh, he had got uh, laid off from another project, you know, and we're talking, here we are, right, we're right up against Christmas, right? And they were, they, unfortunately, you know, he was having a really rough time that, during that time, and he couldn't, you know, I mean, they were so tight on money. They weren't even able to buy their kids presents, you know? Uh, and so I told my partner, I said, listen, I know Scott, he says he could get this done. He's going to get it done. Let me, I, I'd like to just pay him up everything up front, everything. And my business partner told me, he says, dude, he goes, Hey, I trust you. If you trust him, it's up to you do it. So I was able to hand Scott a check right before Christmas for 25 grand. And that just made everything happen for him. And, and, 
And that's why we've been friends all these years. You know, he's, we, we stayed friends all these years. But move, as we move forward, right, as we move forward, I was doing a project. I partnered with Jeff Clanagan, who was the founder of Code Black Entertainment. And I had known Jeff for decades. And he partnered with Lionsgate. And when he partnered with Lionsgate, he said, man, I remember that script you wrote called Hoop Fight. And it was a it was a sci-fi futuristic show which I combined full contact martial arts with basketball and literally made it work. Okay. And that was the game I was producing all the time, which I never got to finish because all kinds of stuff happened. The whole regime changed. Time Warner came was there. A lot of things changed. So I ended up going and but I took my concept with me. And so uh, I told Jeff, yeah, I'd love to partner with you. He goes, well, before let's, let's do something to build, you know, build on this. So that way we have something to pitch. So I said, okay, well, um, we could do, uh, six animated shorts, a hundred page comic book, uh, uh, a, a novel and an iPhone and an iPad game app. And he says, he says, oh yeah, that's what we, that's what we would need. And I, and, and I, I said, what what kind of budget can you can you give me? He says, well, he goes, the best I could probably do about 110 grand. But in my mind, I'm thinking, God, this is going to be another three hundred thousand dollar project, you know, to do all that. And and so I called Scott up, right? I knew Scott could make something happen. So I said, Scott, hey, listen, I got 110 grand. Can we do this? And he says, Yeah, I'll make it work. I can make anything work. <laughs> You're my man. So when we did the six animated shorts, the animation came out so well that Scott said, you know what? I I think I want to take one of my children's books because he, prior to his him having twins, right, he started uh, writing children's book and he wrote like nearly 20 of them for his, and he didn't basically for his children when they were old enough to read. So he says, you know what? I'd like to take one of my children's books and turn it into an animated feature. And I told Scott, I said, well, Scott, if you do that, let me know. I'll help you raise the money. And so that's exactly what I did. I helped him raise the money and ended up becoming one of the producers on the show. So that's how, and, and if it wasn't for me, that show would never, movie would have never got done. And how does that, how does that translate into to Emily Blunt and John Krasinski? Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 you're gonna like this one. Well, our uh, our partner, our our one of our our co-producers as well, Jamie Thomason. He's director, and one of the top voice directors, and he did casting for Disney for 15 years, and he's a good friend of Scott's. So Scott brought him on. He goes, "Hey, I want you to work with us on this film," you know, and I know Jamie. Uh, through Scott. And so Jamie, what he did was, you know, when, when you approach agencies, the, the top three agencies, William Morris, right? ICM, all these big agencies, right? Well, you, you approach, you normally approach them with big projects, you know, and you got money behind it and everything. And, but here we are, right? Here we are. We didn't have anything yet. We didn't even have the funding yet locked in yet. So we're thinking, but if we were able to get these 
some names behind us, it would even make it that much easier for us to get the funding. So what happened was, was Jamie, you know, because he's been doing casting for 15 years for Disney, what happens when he calls the major three? Hey, Jamie, how are you doing? Hey, what you got for us, right? Right? <laughs> Not like, well, you know, uh, well, uh, how much money is behind it? Who's, what studios behind the show? How much, what's the budget? Yada, yada, yada. Because if you would have told him, well, there's no studio behind it. There's no budget right now. I mean, he'd be like, well, come call us when you get this all together, you know? And, and that goes, I guess that goes back to um, Stallone's story from Rocky One. That's not how you do it. <laughs> exactly. Well, don't tell me. I, this is how I do it. So exactly. Exactly. So Jamie goes and gets the the agency excited about the script, right? It's an animated feature, right? So so they read it and they and ended up sending us a for three agencies list of all these A listers, and we're like beside ourselves, right? We're like, are you serious? So we ended up we we start getting interest from all these different actors. John Krasinski, Danny Guido, Stallone, Gilbert Gottfried, Harvey Firestein, Sir Ian McKellen, because they're all on this list. So we're picking them. And so in parallel, as this is happening, I'm actually raising the money. We're getting the commitments and everything. So now we're like looking really good. So what happens is, is now we've, we, we've raised the money where we've got the cast. Uh, we, we weren't using Emily Blunt at first. We were using uh, uh, Kaylee Coco from the Big Bang Theory, right? She committed, or her agent committed. So so we're bringing the actors in to do their, their parts for the film, right? So John had come in a few times already. So the, uh, and, and Kaylee was supposed to come in, but she never showed up. And then we had her scheduled again. She never showed up. Then we had her scheduled again. She never showed up. And every time she doesn't show up, it costs us money, you know, because we're renting the facility, right? And we're making the, we got to get her recorded. So, so that third, after that third time, John's in there and he says, Hey, what's Kaylee coming in? And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, what's, when's she coming in? And we're like, you know what, John, uh, it looks like we're, we might, we, you know, she, she may not be coming in, you know, uh, because we're having some issues right now. And then, and then we'd asked her, I mean, asked, uh, 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 John, he said, well, John, um, because John had told us that his, his wife had already, he watched the, the trailer that we used to help raise the money. She loved it. So we asked John and we said, well, John, you, hey, you, you think that we would be interested in playing your wife in, you know, in this film? And he goes, oh my God, she would love to. She loves it. And he texted her right there. And I swear, within a matter of a few minutes, she texts back and said, I would love to do it. And that's how we got Emily Blood. Wow. Well, yeah. That, so it was huge. That's killer. Yeah. So I, like I said, I mean, that just goes back to, you know, sometimes doing it a little differently, it all works out in the end. And there's always a plan. There's always somebody has a bigger plan and knows what, what, um, what's going to, going to, you know, end up happening. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the animal crackers has been the number one animated feature of the year. And I think we're still number one, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, it's been viewed, God knows how many times, you know, and, and I know uh, Scott had made all these gifts and everything or, and for, you know, people to download it. And that was downloaded over 101 million times. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're right now we're, uh, I'm working on, uh, doing some fundraising to do the, to get the Are sequel you? going. We have a sequel. Yes. We have a sequel going incredible story, great concept behind it. Uh, and, uh, if we could, you know, raise enough of the funds, we could bring in the same cast and, uh, it'll be absolutely incredible. And this time around, it'll be even that much better because the first time around we had Nabisco supporting us, but Netflix didn't want nothing to do with them. We're like, are you kidding me? They're willing to put up millions of dollars in advertising. That's crazy. I mean, you think Nabisco would be the one product that would, you know, be there for animal crackers altogether, you know? You know, you know, they were, they, they loved what we were doing. And we actually helped Nabisco's animal crackers a couple years back. If you remember, they had changed their, their design of their box. Right. Yeah. And, and if you remember that, that was because of us. And the reason why it was because of us is because we were trying to get PETA to support what we were doing. And they did, they said, well, we wouldn't support that because, you know, the animal crackers, because they have their animals in a cage. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, well, what if we're able to get them to change their marketing and redesign it to where they're out of the cage? If you do that, we would be with you guys mm-hmm. 100%. That was 100%. you. <laughs> That's why they changed. Wow. Wow. But, but what happened was, was that because they didn't want Nabisco, they didn't care if Nabisco was involved. We're like, oh my God, this is not good because they, they could have added literally millions in advertising for us. So now with the sequel, we've been in contact with Nabisco. Nabisco said, hey, we will get behind this, you know, uh, this time around and uh, we would, we'll do everything different. Now, what else, what else do you have on your, on your ledger is stuff that's, to, you know, in the works? In the works right now, uh, other than uh, working on getting uh, the sequel together, get the funding for the sequel, uh, I'm involved with uh, some new technologies uh, where uh, I got involved with uh, uh, the, in the business of manufacturing masks and during a time where we really, really needed because I know the outbreak is, has just jumped on us again. Uh, but what we're doing with our mask, and I have one right here to show you, we have a very very unique mask. I'm going to put it on for you. And what makes this mask unique is that we're, we're, we have a, a coating. Special coating that we're using on this. That's patented coating that will kill the 91% of the virus on contact and the rest of the virus. If there's any left, will be killed, will be killed minutes late. Not only that, this mask also blocks out the virus by 99%. So this is like an N99 mask mm-hmm. along with a uh, 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 a, ver- a very special coating 
uh, that will eliminate the virus as well. Well, I noticed this, the shape of it also is a little different yeah. to to um, a normal, um, you know, one of those paper masks that you would buy in a ten pack at Walmart. Yes, yes. This is this is what they call a butterfly style mask. There's there's the the three M. You know, this is a round cup, and this is more of a butterfly style because it it folds literally flat like this, and then it opens up. Whereas the 3M cup stays that form, you know? So, and, and also, God, Lord, man. With also, with this particular mask, if I have this on and I have the virus on my hand and I do this, it'll kill the virus on my hands as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. Extraordinary. And what's that going of reduction? We're, we're right now, we're, we've done a bunch of testing. Uh, it's been third-party tested at the labs. And that's why we, we know that it does kill the 90, it's 91, I'd say 90%, but it's 91% uh, instantly on contact. So it's been tested. Uh, we're, we're doing a, a few more tests that's happening uh, next week. And then we're going, we're right into production. And so I will, I will, right at the end of the month, right at the beginning of the next month, we're going into production. Oh, that's excellent. Excellent work. Yes. That, the, that's really good news for, you know, for people out there. And um, is there is there a market that you're um, angling that towards? Um, just anybody, uh, you know, like, will you be sending, um, you know, like Not trouble, or, you know, tr you know, uh, like to, to the, um, the, 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 Homes and stuff, hospitals and hospitals, and government. You know, um, we're right now we're working on getting uh, uh, the NIOSH approvals right now. Uh, as far as the flat masks are concerned, we don't need you don't need NIOSH approval. But if we want to get into the hospitals, we have to get the five ten k approval, which will allow us to get into the hospitals as well. But uh, right now, we're it'll be directly available for consumers. <laughs> you know, and then uh, um, I know we have brokers right now that are biting at the bid. They have huge quantities uh, uh, standing by uh, to purchase right now. And uh, as soon as we we get it going, we'll, we'll you know we'll get it all figured out exactly where we're going to. Uh, as soon as we get our NIOSH approvals, then we can you know get it uh, also get those into the hospitals. <laughs> so we're uh, we're we're working. We're working really hard right now to make this all happen. Yeah, and I think you know that could also possibly um, save the movie industry. You know, tying it all back together. If people, you know, start, you know, you know, you just wear that to go to the go to the movies again. You know, because I've I've read there's two or three more um, movie chains that are are just like okay, we're we're just going to give it up for the rest of the year and. You know, come back in twenty one and see if it it's it's any better. You know, it's 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 really it's a shame. It's a shame what has happened. Uh, but you know, it's the lots a lot of people are saying it's the new norm. You know, and uh, a lot of people aren't happy with that. But you know, life is important. We all need to be safe. Uh, you know, we need to do everything to protect ourselves and. What we're doing right now is we're trying to take it multi, multi, 
multiple steps ahead of everybody with with that's supplying normal masks by supplying a mask that will also eliminate the virus. Right. Right. Well, you Harry, go ahead, John. No, no, no. I was just going to say my my hat is off to you, sir, for you know for for being out there and being thank you. Um, you know what doing what you're doing because it you know we we need some we need some help. Absolutely, we we surely do. We surely do, and it's on its way. Trust me, it's on its way. And what I want to say, sir, is that you are not only changing the world from your aspect of creating something to save others' lives. But you're changing the whole game on this. I mean, we've had masks, we've been washing them, we've been doing it, everything we can. And, and you're, you, sir, are taking the steps to create an existence of a mask that will not only save lives, will help doctors. And as we get this, you know, vaccine going, you are just changing up the game. And I, sir, thank you kindly for everything you're doing and saving the life, so especially because it might save my life as well. Thank you, sir. You're awesome. Yeah, as soon as I get these samples in, I'll send you also. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we appreciate your time today and, um, you know, everything that, uh, you know, you spoke to us about. I mean, and I guess it all goes back to, you know, that. Uh, slime you, moment. That, that slime moment where, you know, these, you know, if it's in your heart, you know, you do it. And if, you know, if it's in your heart, it is the right thing to do. Well, I, I, I got to say, I, I, do, I, do I have a couple minutes? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so and, and, and it goes back to what Sly had said to me, right? It goes back to after I After Rambo, a couple of years after Rambo, I think it was a couple of years after Rambo, uh, I was called to audition for Karate Kid 2. So I, dry, I, li I was living in Northern California. I drive to Warner Brothers, right? Go on to the lot, and I go into Jerry Weintraub's office, you know, and and a big time producer, right? Uh, Ocean's Eleven, tons of films. So I go to his office and the secretary is auditioning me. And, uh, and here right next to me is Dustin Nguyen, who was the original Asian guy on the 21 Jump Street, right? So I'm like thinking to myself, oh shit, that's Dustin Nguyen. I'm not gonna get this part, <laughs> you know? But actually I auditioned opposite against, uh, amongst them and I did get the part. Mm -hmm. So the secretary said, hey, come on in. Let me introduce you to Jerry and be packed and ready to go to Hawaii tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I didn't even bring clothing with me. And she says, oh, don't worry about it. Just get what you need when I'm in Hawaii. So I go in. I meet Jerry. You know, welcome aboard, you know, and, and look forward to working with you. Yada, yada, yada. So I'm walking out of his office, right? And I'm on cloud night, right? So as I'm walking out, I see two people coming towards me. And lo and behold, one was the martial arts corps choreographer pat johnson and another fellow stunt guy who i know i didn't want to use his name because it's not a good situation and he says to me he sees me he goes hey he goes what are you doing here and i said oh, i just auditioned for karate kid too and i got the role and he he looks at me he goes oh okay no congratulations nothing right <laughs> i leave i go call hole call my family, hey, I won't be coming home. I'm going to Hawaii. I got crowd. I'm on crowd to get to yada, yada, yada. And then within less than two hours later, I get a call saying, Holly, this is for production. We're sorry to have to inform you that uh, the director had found somebody else in uh, Hawaii. We didn't know about it. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to cancel you out. And I'm like, oh man, my heart just sunk down to the pit of my gut, you know? 
And I'm like thinking, what, this is, not, this is weird. This is strange. And then I thought about the guy who I saw who said, hey, what are you doing here? You know, and, and I know the guy, you know, and I mean, I could, I could actually call him a, a friend of mine, right? But I thought, well, you know what? Because he was there in Acapulco when that whole thing went down with Stallone, right? Because I didn't finish that story. Because what happened was when I Sly hired me, it caused some conflict amongst some of the stunt guys because I wasn't hired by a stunt coordinator. I wasn't hired by the producer. Stallone hired me personally. <laughs> so there are some people that were like not happy about that, you know? Right. So I think what the guy did was he went in and he says, hey, you don't want to hire that guy. He causes trouble, you know? He caused a bunch of trouble on Rambo 2 or Baba. I don't know what he said, but I'm thinking in my to myself, that's what happened, right? So I I I'm like hurt, right? And then I get upset. Then I get depressed. Then I'm like, and then I get pissed because I'm thinking I know this guy did that. So I'm pissed, right? And then I say to myself, what can I do to never, ever, ever ever allow this to happen again what can i do because i got really upset i was depressed and hurt and mad and so i thought i said to myself you know i said you know what i gotta be the boss so that's when james hong and i produced our first movie called the vineyard which which became a cult horror classic all over the world yeah so and and you can't fire the boss yeah, you can't fire the boss, you know. <laughs> As the years went on, right, I got confirmation from a buddy of mine because I ended up meeting meeting that secretary again, like decades later, and confirmed that I could, did get dogged on that show. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, after all those years and decades that gone by, I become an award winning producer, award winning writer, award winning director, and I thought to myself, you know what? I, I can't be mad at the guy because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have changed my attitude about how I was going to proceed in my career. That was and, the spark that lit the candle. Exactly. So I haven't seen the guy. I, last time I did see him, uh, which was decades ago, hug, hey, how are you? And he was bragging about how he had just got in with the DGA and and it was just like we never skipped a beat, like being friends, right? Of knowing one another. But then, you know, uh, the next time, I, if and when I do bump into him, I'm going to give him a big hug and I'm going to thank him and I'm going to remind him about what happened and want to tell him that I know that he did dog me, but I'm going to thank him for that. Right. Because now, man. He's, he's changed my, he helped, he helped change the course of my, my life, my career. Right. You know, had I got that part, maybe I would have just been acting. But now I'm I'm doing it all, you know? Yep. Now, do you do you ever um, come in contact with uh, Sly? Any, uh, you know, any, any contact with him? Well, yeah. We when, when, we, when he came in, I surprised him. I saw him from, uh, one year, and, and I knew we were going into production six months in, in advance, right? And I saw him. And I and I said, hey, how are you? You know, be hug and all that. And I go, hey, I, I got a big surprise for you, Mark. And he goes, you do? And I said, yeah, yeah, but I, I can't tell you about it now, but you're going to hear about it. And I'll let you know about it. He goes, okay, you do that. 
Well, six months go by. He's in the recording studio recording, right? And uh, I hadn't seen him yet. I had just, I got, got in uh, uh, right when he was finishing up, right? So right when he finished up, I walked through the recording studio, just me, myself, and I walked right into where he's at because he's in the recording room by himself. And, and he sees me and he goes, hey, he goes, what are you doing here? And I said, surprise. I said, remember I told you something? I had a surprise for you? I said, well, one of the producers on this film. He goes, really? You know, so it was a really nice reunion, you know. And, and uh, we, we sat down, we spent some time together, had a great conversation, you know. And his uh, uh, his uh, makeup artist was doing some makeup for him because he was doing, he was getting ready to do some filming for us. Uh, what do you call those when you, when, when, when the actor uh, sits and talks about the movie, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so, so I'm talking to him, you know, and I, and I reminded him of what he told me about, Hey, do what you feel for, cause what you feel, what, what you feel comes from your heart. And if anyone tells you any different, you tell them to go like that, you know, you go F him. <laughs> so I reminded him about that. He go, and he laughed and he go, really? He goes, he go, he go, he go, is that what I told you? And I said, yeah. He told him he laughed. He goes, oh, wow. He said, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> so well, anyhow, I, I just wanted to share that last story with you because, you know, it just goes to show that if you really, whatever you feel comes from your heart. You know, right. Go after your dreams. You don't ever let up. If you if you get shot down, you find another way. You'll find another way. You know, just don't ever accept no for now. Exactly. Zig, it says Daddy. When you need to zig, you got to zig back. Yep. So, well, thank you, uh, Harry, for uh, spending a couple of minutes with us. We appreciate everything that uh, that you are doing, um, you know, with the masks and the, and, the, and the virus. And we look forward to... Uh, you know, maybe when Animal Crackers Part Two comes out, we'll uh, we'll catch up again. Well, we seem to have lost the uh, sound. I can't hear. No, no sound. All right. Well, we're gonna. We'll just. We'll just. We'll, we'll give Harry a. Yeah, yeah. The Animal Cracker or Vortex. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll do it. We'll do it like what was that game show they used to do? Oh yeah, was that? Um, yeah, that, that, was that the the dating game? The dating game. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Harry, for joining us. We really appreciate it, and uh, we will. We hope to get um, get to talk to you real real soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Bert. Oh boy, Jeff, that was a uh, that was an interesting one. Right. What do you say? You know. Once again, another killer episode. This dude is an extraordinary individual, and he's doing some life-changing things that's going to help everybody in the world. Well, we want to thank you for joining the Geek and I podcast this week. We are sponsored by Sumner Twins Talent. Visit them online at facebook.com slash Sumner Twins. We are part of the Geek News Now podcast network. For all your geeking news, visit geeknewsnow.net. You can read all about what's going on in Hollywood, TV, movies, comics, all right there at geeknewsnow.net. 
And don't forget, everything you need for your gaming experience is available for you at MetallicDiceGames.com. Use code GNN at checkout and save 10%. Thank you, Jeff. We will see you on all the next play. We'll, we'll see Later. you next time. Later. Next one. Next time. Fast, fast, fast.